Good evening. It's good to see everyone this evening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back, and I hope and pray that you've had a good afternoon. You know, there's a lot of burdens and a lot of trials, a lot of things go on, but I'm glad our God is big enough to hear every plea at the same time and help in every situation at the same time. That's a big God. Seven billion people in the world. Seven billion people, and he knows what's going on with every single person. He knows the hair of our head. Isn't that awesome? He knows our stature. So let's call out to him tonight. Uh, I'm going to ask Brother Dale, if you would, to pray for these families and pray for this man uh, that's been airlifted to report. Brother Dale. Amen. Take your Bibles with me and look in Joshua chapter 3. Y'all glad to be here tonight? It's good to see everyone. It's good to have visitors with us tonight. Uh, we have several visitors with us. Uh, Brother Evan is getting baptized tonight. He received Jesus as a Savior Easter morning. Boy, what a day to get saved. Amen. And Resurrection Sunday. Uh, if y'all remember, he got saved that Sunday, and he's going to follow Jesus in Scripture baptism in just a little while. So y'all pray for him. And uh, I'm thankful to be here tonight, and I'm glad to be able to witness this. If you love Jesus, would you say amen? amen. If you're glad to be saved, would you smile real big? Isn't it good to be saved? I'm glad to know the Lord. Joshua chapter 3. If you've been with us on Sunday night in our class, we've talked a lot about conquering uh, our Canaan land. Uh, we've been on this. Uh, Brother Allen hit all over it tonight. I was hoping he wouldn't get on it too much, and he didn't. Uh, but this is where the Lord led me this evening. Uh, Joshua chapter 3 and verse 1. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I want you to look down in verse 13. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city, Adam, that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. I want to talk to you tonight about receiving the promise 
receiving the promise, the idea, the picture of the nation of Israel entering unto Canaan land is simply the idea and the picture of a child of God getting to the place where God wants them to be in their spiritual life. That simply means if we are in our promised land, in our Canaan land, that means that we are living in that abundant life that Jesus desires for us to live in. And I want you to know that the day you got saved, your eternity was secure. But there is abundant life that is offered for you. And there's times that I don't always walk in it. And there's times you don't always walk in it. There were times that the nation of Israel didn't walk in it. But I want you to know that Jesus wants us to live in that abundant life. Heaven is great. Heaven is going to be the best thing that we've ever seen. But I want you to know that we can get a glimpse of it on this side. I want you to know that God is good on this side of heaven too. And so we must enter into that place so that we can experience those things as a child of God. Forty years the nation of Israel had wandered. Forty years in the wilderness they had gone through trials. They had gone through hardships. And most of this was because of their simple disobedience to the Lord. And they would not go in and conquer the land when God desired them to. And so when they got to this place, they were almost to the place of going into their Canaan land. I want you to know that living inside of your Canaan land means that you're living inside of the will of God. For them to go into Canaan land meant that they were going to go to the place that God was going to provide for them. I want you to know that this land in this area was a place of provision for them. And when they got to that place... That is where they enjoyed the milk and honey of their salvation. That is where God provided everything that they'd ever need. Aren't you glad in our abundant life that God promised us everything that we'd ever need? Also, getting into this place represented the presence of God in this place. He promised them a peace and a joy once they entered into this land. There wasn't a lot of peace in the wilderness. There wasn't a lot of joy in the wilderness But it was promised to them that if they got into this place, that they would experience this peace. And not only that provision, not only that presence, but a power. A power that goes beyond any imagination. And God is fixing to do something to these people when they get inside of His will. And He's fixing to do something that it's hard to explain. But all you can say is God did that. And that's what God will do when we are obedient to Him and willing to enter and to receive the promise that He has for us. I want you to know that sometimes as God's people, we cut ourselves short in our salvation. There is so much more there. And we must be living in that Canaan land. We must be receiving the promise. But there's a problem. Verse 1 said that Joshua rose early in the morning... And they removed from Chittim and came to Jordan. Notice what it said. And he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. They finally made it 40 years. They're staring at the very land that God had promised them. But there were obstacles in the way. The devil's very good at putting obstacles in the way of us serving God. The devil's very good and clever at putting things before us to to get our attention to... Uh, to lure us away, to tempt us away from doing what God wants us to do. And for the nation of Israel, the obstacle there was the River Jordan. 
the river Jordan stood in their way to receiving the promise of God. Isn't it amazing today that there's always something, it seems like, that stands in our way of really getting sold out for the Lord? There's always something there. There's always an obstacle, something holding us back. And we say, boy, I would serve the Lord. Man, I would do this. I would do that if I could only get past this. If I could ever get past this. I want you to know that there's a Jordan standing between every single one of us tonight. There's a Jordan that is standing there separating us and our promise. But I want you to know with God's help you can conquer that Jordan. I want you to know with God's help, you can conquer that obstacle in your life. Now, here's the obstacle of it. And the Bible said that they were there at harvest time, which meant that it was as full as it is all year long. And the Jordan River was full at this time, but the Jordan River is a small river. Miss Frances knows this. There she is. And it's a very narrow river. She's seen it. I've seen it. It's very narrow. And the place where they crossed over at, right there at Jericho, where it is there, it is believed that it was about a hundred foot wide at that time. Now that's at its fullest. And you say a hundred foot wide river, that's not bad. Well friend, I want you to know there are some unseen things in crossing this river. And isn't that the scary thing about when you step out on faith and you step out into the waters? Is when you step out into the waters, one thing, you have no idea what's in the waters with you, do you? You don't know what's going to get you once you get in the waters. And I'm terrified of snakes. I don't, I don't get in a pond without looking everywhere around me, make sure there's not a snake around. You never know what's in the waters because the unknown. The unknown is scary. Well, what's going to happen when I get in the water? Something may get me. He said, get in the water. He said, get in the water. And they're thinking, what in the world is in this water? But what about everybody of water, especially a river, when you're walking, you're looking for one thing. What is that, Brother Carl Dean? The drop-off. Somewhere or another, it's going to drop off and I'm going to go in over my head. And isn't that what we think? And isn't that what the devil tells us? And he makes us think about all the obstacles and we begin to analyze everything. Well, well if I do this, what's going to happen? What, what am I going to do if this happens? And they're going through all of this. Now, I want you to think about it. This isn't two families that's got to cross the river. This is two million people that's got to cross the Jordan River. Okay, that's the task that is at hand, that two million people has to cross this river. But not just two million people, but the possessions of two million people has got to cross this river with them. But this is what stands in their way. This is their obstacle to receiving their promise. Friend, there's something standing in the way. Stop analyzing it. Stop thinking about it. Quit worrying about it. Have faith in the Lord. And overcome that obstacle. Overcome that obstacle. If you're with me, say amen. Now I want you to notice what he did. I want you to notice the command that he gave here. Notice verse 2. It said, And it came to pass after three days the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God. Now, here they are camped out right here by this river. Every time that they camped out, the ark of the covenant was kept in the center of the camp. Most of the time it was kept in the center of the camp so that the presence of the Lord would be in the center of the nation of Israel. That's where he needs to be tonight, isn't it? 
in the center of everything. We need to have the presence of the Lord in the center of everything. The Ark of the Covenant was a picture of the presence of God. That was the picture that the nation of Israel knew that God was with them. And there it was in the very middle part of the camp. And I want you to notice this, and this is amazing to me. The first thing they said is, we want you to watch that Ark. Notice what the Bible said here. They said, the the ark is sitting over there, and it said in verse 3, And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God. He said, number one, you keep your eyes on the ark. You watch it. You watch the presence of the Lord. Because the presence of the Lord is dwelling in the midst of His people, but there's going to come a day that God is going to have His people come and get that ark and move that ark. So you watch it. You keep your eyes on that ark. You keep your eyes on the Lord. Friend, if you're going to overcome your Jordan today, we're going to have to keep our eyes on Jesus. If we're going to overcome the trials and adversities in our life, we're going to have to watch the Lord. We're going to have to keep focused on Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing when Peter got out of the ship, as long as his eyes was on Jesus, he stayed on top of everything? But every time he got to looking around, and every time he got worried, and every time he began to think, he began to sink. But every time he stopped and he put his eyes on Jesus, he rose back to the top, and he just kept walking on water. Isn't that how we can do tonight? If we would watch the Lord, if we would put our eyes and our focus and our attention on the presence of God, and watch Him, and watch for when He moves, and when He gets ready to do something, friend, you don't need to do anything. You need to sit back and watch Him tonight. My trouble comes is when I get up and get in His way. I need to sit back and watch the Lord work. We need to sit back and watch the Lord work. He's in our presence tonight. He's in the slap-dab middle of everything that's going on here at Promised Land. And friend, we need to put our eyes on Him. We need to watch Him. We need to watch and see what the Lord is doing in this place and in our presence. I want you to notice what it said here. In verse 3, He said, They commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, notice what it said, Then ye shall remove it, from your place, and go after it. Watch it, and then when it moves, I want you to follow after it. The Ark of the Covenant is going to be here, but there's coming a day, coming a time, when the Levites are going to be called to carry this Ark out. And when the Ark is carried out, you follow the Ark. You follow the presence of the Lord. You sit there and you don't move until God moves. And when God moves, you follow God. Boy, isn't that a good concept. (laughs) to apply to our life. Don't move until He moves. Let's sit back. Let's watch Him work. And when He's ready to move, and He's ready for us to move, that's when we follow Him. That's when we follow Him. And here is the thing about this, okay? Because this is why they need to follow God. It's because the Scripture said they're fixing to go to a place that they've never been before. And that's why it's so imperative that we follow Jesus and we follow the Lord in conquering our Canaan land is because we're going to a place that we've never been to before. We're going to some unfamiliar places that we've never been before, we've never experienced, and so we must keep our eyes on Jesus and follow Him. Follow Him. He's the leader tonight. 
We need to get behind God and follow Him. We watch Him. When He gets up and goes, we go. When He goes, when He leaves, we leave with Him. We follow Him. Why? Because He's leading us to a place that we've never been before. Isn't that an awesome thought? He's leading us to a place that we've never experienced before. You follow Jesus, He might just take you somewhere that you've never been before. You walk with the Lord tonight, He might just lead you into some blessings that you've never got to receive before. Stay behind Him and He'll lead you somewhere into some experiences that is beyond our imagination. And this is what I like. Are y'all awake tonight? Y'all not as peppy this evening. Can y'all smile? Y'all with me? All right. Notice what it said here in verse 4. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. He said, watch it, follow it, and honor it. He said, I want you to stay back. I want you to stay back. He said about 2,000 cubits by measure. That is 3,000 foot. He ordered this nation to stay 3,000 foot behind the presence of the Lord. And the reason that He told them to do this is because they were to respect the presence of the Lord. They were to fear and honor the presence of the Lord. And friend, they were not to get up on it, but they were to stand back and they were to watch it, they were to follow it, but they were to get back off of it and to honor and reverence the presence of the Lord. They weren't going to get up there on it because that was the presence of God. Okay? That was the presence of the Lord among them. And they, in the, the directions is simply this, stay back away from it and you follow. Isn't that awesome? God is leading us into the waters if we'll follow Him. And I want you to know that we need to follow the Lord. And it's not just anybody doing the leading, it's God. And there was a reverence and an honor there that they respected God. They didn't know what was in that water. They didn't know what they were going to find when they got in there, but they trusted the Lord that He was going to take care of it. And He said, you stay back 3,000 foot and you watch the Lord work. You stay back 3,000 foot and you watch the Lord work. Listen, when they conquered Jordan, they had to follow the instruction of God. When they conquered Jericho, they had to follow the instruction of God. Hello, people. (laughs) Hello, people. If we are going to enter into our Canaan land, we must be obedient to the instruction of the Lord. We must obey the Scripture and apply them to our life. And He said, you get back 3,000 foot away from the presence of the Lord. And that meant that they weren't walking with God, but God was walking before them. God was walking before them. I want you to know that we need God out in front of us. And we say it all the time that God is walking beside me. And friend, to be honest with you, that's not really right. Hopefully He's out in front of us. And He's walking in places that we ain't been yet. And He's going into places and opening doors and closing doors that we ain't even made it to yet. That's why we need to stay back. That's why we need to stay back and watch Him and honor Him and have faith in Him. And friend, that we need to let Him be God. And we need to let Him go ahead of us. May I tell you that God's going ahead of us tonight? He's going ahead of us and He's opening doors that no man can close and closing doors that no man can open. You know why? Because He has the keys to those doors. That's what the Bible says. And that's why we need to stay back because God knows what He's doing. But we've got to trust Him. We've got to trust Him. The end of the story is this. They had faith in the Lord. They followed the instruction of God. They got in the river, 
heap, the water parted. The Bible said they were on dry ground. Two million Israelites on dry ground. Isn't our God awesome? You say, you say, preacher, you can't explain that. Yeah, I can. God. That explains it. He's big enough to do it. He's great enough to do it. And he loved his people enough to do it. That's God. He did it for them. He can do it for us tonight. If we follow him, if we watch him, if we honor him, we let him go ahead of us. All this building project, all this, let me tell you something. God's working out down the road. Man, we're focused on right now, Brother Allen, he's a year ahead of us. He's way out ahead of us. He's getting all this worked out. All we got to do is get behind him and follow. And in our personal life, we think that, oh, this door's closed and that door's closed, friend. He's got it all worked out. You get behind him, you trust him, you follow him, and I promise he'll lead you into your Canaan land. I want to ask you to stand with me tonight, very quiet, very reverent. And if you're here this evening and you've never been saved, I want to give you an opportunity to be saved tonight. If you're here this evening and you say, Preacher, I just am not living in my Canaan land. I am just, I'm saved. I know if I die right now, I'm going to go to heaven. But I'm just not walking in the joy of my salvation. Won't you get there tonight? Won't you fall down before the Lord? And ask for the forgiveness of your sins. And ask the Lord to restore unto you the joy of your salvation. Maybe you've got a Jordan ahead of you. Maybe it's time for you to stop and watch and follow and honor Him. Friend, He's going out in front of us. He's working it all out. But we've got to get behind Him. We've got to let Him lead. We always say, well, the Lord right beside us. No, He's in front of us. Aren't you thankful for that? He's leading us tonight. Let's get behind Him and let's follow Him. She's going to play for us. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Where you are tonight, you can seek the Lord. You can pray. You can get back to that Canaan land. But maybe you're here tonight and you have a public decision to make. Would you come right now? If you need to be saved, would you come right now? If you need to join this church, move your membership, would you come right now? If you have a public decision, come right now. As she plays, you come.